Our letter for today is R, and our word or phrase is retrospect, as in the Agile Scrum retrospect meeting. It's the meeting that occurs at the end of each sprint to reflect and to look for opportunities for continued process improvement. Well, all that is pretty straightforward, and I can completely agree with that. That's right in line with uh, the vision and intent of continuous improvement and learning that's built into Agile. However, and there's always a however when I do these 10-minute podcasts, let's look at it from a different perspective. Let's look at what's not said. One of my biggest concerns with retrospects is the team being too polite, not really revealing or pulling back and get to the things that are maybe bothering people or irking people or that people have just shut down and avoid things. Those can be very dangerous in the world where we want communication and teams to be transparent with each other. It's just as bad as some of the other things that we know are no-nos about retrospects, like finger pointing. Finger pointing is bad. We know it, We and it's universal. There's nothing good that you can say about finger pointing. Nothing good can come of it. Well, I, I put not expressing or suppressing things that need to be said right up there with finger pointing. It undermines the whole purpose and intent. So I charge the scrum masters with really making sure you have teams that are A, very comfortable with each other and comfortable, not just friendly, and let's have a, that that we are um, all buddy-buddy, because actually I've seen that sabotage teams. I had one team that just blatantly said, we don't want to make anybody mad. We don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. We know each other. Our kids play together. Uh, We go to weekend barbecues over each other's house. They were so close that there was an unspoken rule that at work, there was no confrontation. There was no disagreement. You went with the flow. Think about that. That's very dangerous, especially when so much of Agile is about innovation and disruption and pushing the envelope and being creative and also having conversations about prioritizing and level of effort and minimum viable product. Doing so and never having a dissenting voice or opinion, then Quite honestly, you don't need a seven-man team because you're only using one brain. Whoever is the designated ringleader, their opinion, everyone else is just going to nod in agreement. And that's extremely dangerous. And it devalues people. People have to understand that they're being paid to use their brain, to use their perspective, their experience, their point of view, their ideals, 
this is why we have different people on the team. And this is why we want diversity on the team. So Scrum Masters have to find a way where teams celebrate having a difference of opinion. Now, can you do it in a civil, professional way? Absolutely. Can you even do it so that no one takes it personal? So that you don't get uninvited to the barbecue on the weekend? Absolutely. And that's something that the team needs to talk about. How can we disagree? Now, another point here is that sometimes you have people that are introverts. And again, it goes back to their comfort zone. It's not comfortable for them to have a big confrontation. As a matter of fact, even if they're sometimes in a room with other people who are disagreeing, it's uncomfortable for them. They just want to get it over. They just want to. And in some cases, they're willing to jump in and appease everyone because they just want the arguing or disagreeing um, or, or passionate discussion to end as soon as possible. So this is where, again, the Scrum Master has to let everybody know when we're just having creative differences. Um, and again, not attacking neither the idea, the concept, or even the, the person themselves, but just creative differences. And sometimes you have to know when to call those time out to let everybody just kind of digest what's been said or what they've heard before jumping back into one of these passionate discussions. The Scrum Master shouldn't let it go on and on, especially if you can read everyone's or some of the people's body language and you see them getting uncomfortable. So keep that in mind. So retrospects, they're a very sacred place. They're a very special place. This is the opportunity to get at the heart of the matter and to get things resolved. So ultimately, the team and any of the team activities is a comfortable place where everyone feels heard and respected. If one person feels like their opinion, their input doesn't count, you have a broken team. It's, it's not about majority rules in the world of agile teams because the teams are so lean and the individuals on those teams play such specific roles their voice needs to be heard and accounted for across all decisions. And even it goes to say that clearly, and I agree completely, that the product owner is the decision maker. That doesn't mean that they make that decision without input. So again, everyone on the team should express ideas, suggestions, concerns, identify risk or impact or dependencies. And all of that information needs to be fed to the product owner so that they can make the best decision necessary. So here's a few other tips to go along with that one. But that was one of my key ones as far as it being a safe place and having open and honest communications. And the Scrum Master calling it out if you think people are being fake and superficial. Well, let me give you a couple of more tips about retrospects. Here's some do's and don'ts. And these come from the Scrum Alliance. And it talks about tips 
for healthier retrospects. And you know, I'm all about healthy environments and agile and healthy teams. It's uh, provided by Hisham Amin. And if you're looking for the reference, we'll have the link on our Technology Expresso podcast site. So, don't. Well, let's start with the do. The do, the first do, make the retrospect a safe place to express issues. Ask what else instead of anything else. Just assume that there might be more. So, by leaving it open-ended, it's what else. When you say something like anything else, he points out that it gives a message like, okay, time's up, so let's quickly get through whatever's left. So notice that when you say anything else, it's like you're already implying that we're wrapping up. Whereas if you say what else, it sounds like it's just a continuation of the conversation. So good point, Hisham. I like that. Um, The next one is motivate the team to participate. And sometimes that means being creative, passing a talking stick. Um, In one case, I gave team members two raffle tickets. So before the meeting was over, everyone had to put some meaningful contribution in and then their raffle ticket could go in the bucket. Um, So again, you guys know sometimes I like to use playful incentives to get people to participate. So Scrum Masters, think about that. The other one, give a hand to introverts and shy people. One of my tips is give them a index card or two to write down their ideas um, before opening up the form to just a free format. Introverts prefer where they can first collect their thoughts and not have to fight to have their voice heard. So keep that in mind. Change the structure of the three common questions. I completely agree here. You know, if anyone feels like I do, I don't want to go to another meeting where someone says, let's talk about what went well, what didn't go well, what could we do better? That in itself is a, brings down the energy. Think of some creative ways to ask questions. Furthermore, personalize it as well. What do you think you did well? What do you think that was a challenge for you and what do you plan to improve or work on for the next sprint? So love that. Personalize that. I, and you all know, even in the standups, I often encourage changing the language. So keep that in mind as well. The next one, plan the retrospects. Don't just have everyone come together, have those three same old, same old questions, and then wonder why people are bored with the meeting and can't wait to get it over. Scrum Masters really should, even ahead of the meeting, gather information, feedback, share uh, some trends, and foremost is also refer back to the previous retrospect and hold people accountable for the areas that they said that they were going to change and improve. Historically, this was one of the downfalls of what we used to call lessons learned. We'd go to the meetings at the end of the project. We'd come up with this laundry list of what went wrong. And then we moved on to a totally different project, maybe not even with the same people. 
and nothing was held accountable as far as taking actions to improve those lessons learned. Furthermore, you're learning lessons after the project has ended. So all of that, that's something for us to learn from. The retrospect is done throughout the project because we want to change and improve real time. So make sure, especially Scrum Masters, you're celebrating at the beginning of the retrospect what you've accomplished. Okay, I have a few more. Make it fun. Need I say any more? Uh, the next one. Keep track of the previous retrospects. Review results. Check. We talked about that. Prioritize action items. Absolutely. And time box. Don't have things going running on and on or one person dominating. Maybe even have a uh, speed clock that's there and make sure that you keep it moving. That in, in itself could be a way to keep the energy going. Here's a couple of don'ts, just a few. Don't allow anyone to play the blame game. Throw a flag. Even if you literally have to come in there in black and white stripes and play referee for the fun of it again. Um, but throw the flag if someone starts going down the blame game. Even if it's just coming across the way they're saying things or attitude. Watch for it. Watch for those suppressed feelings. People who are shutting down or start talking and then pull back. Really be patient with them and give them time to collect their thoughts and let them know that you welcome their thoughts, their opinions. So, Scrum Masters, you need to be watching each and every person's body language. Okay, here's my last don't for this particular topic. Don't include uninvited external members. I almost want to say, just drop the mic on that one. This, if you want to make it a safe place, an intimate place, you've got to watch for people who are coming in from the outside. It's people with titles especially management or upper management, supervisors, anything that will intimidate and change the environment and make people apprehensive to be open and honest. This is a private event. This is for the team, the people who have done the work, who have been there together to form their own opinion and action plan on how to develop their team. So, hope these tips were helpful. Share them with someone. Tell them about our podcast as we continue Agile A to Z. And thank you again for joining us. This is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman of Technology Expresso. Bye for now.